If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. Hi, David. So nice to have you here. Appreciate it. Today I'm here with David Castillo, owner of the Red Balloon Balloon Toy Toy Store. And you just opened your eighth location in Kaysville recently. Yes. And we are so happy to have you here. Yeah, it's a great excited. So We've been in there a couple of times with our, with our family, and, and it's fantastic. So tell us about it. Tell us about you. Take it over. Yeah. Um, sorry for a few interruptions there, but yeah, we're excited to be in Kaysville. Um, we have had the Red Balloon in our family for 30 years now. We celebrated 30 years this year. Um, yeah, the, it started with um, a toy train set by Brio. Um, I was gifted one when I was three, and... Uh, by my grandparents, and I really want I wanted to go bigger. My dad wanted to go bigger. He went to the Red Balloon Toy Store, which is a single store at the time. It was the only store in the country, as far as we're aware, that carried Brio. She imported it from Germany. And saw my dad saw a store closing sign. And where I would love a time machine one day to see how the conversation went, his English was limited, just went and asked my mom, what does that mean? And somehow that led to them buying the Red Balloon Toy Store. Really? And, yeah. Going into the store, seeing a sign and an opportunity. Right. Yeah. So I guess that that's what I would love to see is how did they decide it was an opportunity. <laughs> right. When they saw it. Where, where are your parents from? So my dad's from Bolivia originally, and my mom's born and raised in Utah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. And had your dad had prior business experience before he, buying that store? No. So he was in school still. Um and he was working as a night manager at a grocery store. Really? That's so, that's so cool. That's just that's an American dream story. Yeah. So he um he didn't know anything about the industry. Uh but one thing that I've just seen now working with him for so many years and that clearly is a part of the story, but he was good at building relationships. So he surrounded himself with good sales reps that taught him the ways. Um he found out Another toy store, I think, in Park City was closing. That store manager wanted to be in the toy industry still. He hired him, and that just really helped him, having people guide him along the way, learn, and he found a passion for it. That's really neat, and it all started started because you'd had a, a toy train set. Yeah. And you wanted to add to the set to make it bigger, right? Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, the, the, the funny way to put <laughs> it and the way that makes me sound spoiled is like my dad went to buy me a toy and bought a toy store a instead. A toy store instead. That's pretty awesome. Every child's dream. Right. Yeah, it was fun to be in elementary school and brag about that for sure. Right, that you guys owned a toy store. Yeah. And the fact that he just sort of had an opportunity, I mean, a lot of people talk about business and they, and they want to know how to get into business. And I like this podcast because I get to talk to a lot of business owners. There's the person who dreams about things, and there's a the person who sees an opportunity and, and seizes it. And they're very two separate sort of personalities. So tell us a little bit about your dad. I would love to, to kind of know 
You know, maybe what makes them tick a little bit. Have you have you had some deep conversations about that? Yeah, um, you know, maybe not actual conversations that I can think of right at the moment, but just what I've been able to observe is his willingness to just to just, just go learn. for it. Um, I mean, he's had. Uh, I mean, he's just, he's able to lean and and not afraid to lean on the resources he has. That's I mean, smart. my mom deserves so much credit for this because she was working a a family business of her own with her brothers and her dad at the time. And so, okay. I mean, if it weren't for, I, like, I, I don't know how, how easy, well, not how easy, but I, I just don't know what it would have been like had she not had that career in place as well. And so, and he was, he was not afraid of, you know, the stigma or whatever, like my wife being the breadwinner or anything like that. Good like, for him. He was willing to, to lean on, lean on that and use that as a resource. It's so smart when a married couple can, can see each other's strengths. Right. And, and really work together instead of compete with each other. Yeah. Because a lot of times people tend to compete. Yeah. So your mom comes from an entrepreneurial family, yep. it sounds like. And so maybe it wasn't such a foreign concept to just sort of buy something out of the blue. Yeah, not yeah, not totally. And I mean, it was funny because, um, so my grandpa, my mom's dad, shortly after they bought the toy store, walked in one day when my dad's, you know, still just getting a feel for it, working the store. He walks in, looks around, shakes his head and walks out. Really? <laughs> yeah, he thought it was a bad idea. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And now flash forward, how many, 30 plus years? Yeah. I mean, that grandpa's no longer with us, but, you know, I'd like to think you can see, hey, it was a struggle along the way. Mm -hmm. There were definitely, there was a long period where um, the labor on my dad's part was for free. Oh, um, for sure, I bet. Didn't pay himself for a long time, but, you know, he stuck with it and convinced me somehow to, to stay to be a part of it. I've tried to escape so many times, <laughs> but love Famous the last words from lots of children right. who are who have entrepreneurial parents. Right. For sure. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and he said, my kids want nothing to do with my business because they've heard about it. And our kids, it's not that they want nothing to do with it, but they've just grown up hearing about it. Right. Seeing the, the positives and the negatives and, and how hard we work. You know, I think a lot of people think, oh, you're, you're business owners. Well, this is great. You can do whatever you want. Yes, you can. But what you choose to do is work all the time because it's your bottom line. Right. And so watching that has been interesting. It's probably for you too. Yeah, I, like it was definitely a give and take. Um, the pros was that he had a really flexible schedule. It was his schedule. Um, but I mean, the cons are that, I mean, in the end, it like the buck stops with him. If, right. Um, if there wasn't anyone to, to solve a problem, that that's him that has to solve it or drop everything and go do it. So yeah, there. while there were some times where it was an inconvenience, it was also a convenience too. But right. I mean, there was a price to pay to get there. For sure. And so how did you decide to get involved? Um, so I got, I got a degree in entrepreneurship, um, Perfect. because I, I it's love, your life. <laughs> yeah, I love all parts of business. I, and I've had a number of people tell me like, you don't need a major in that to be an entrepreneur. And I'm like, that's fine. But right. But still you did it. Right. I love too much of all parts of the business, you know, so I, I wanted to learn it all. Um, but yeah, and I, I had an opportunity to go to like Sweetwater Music in, in Indiana cause I really love the music industry too. Um, but the idea of being on the phone doing just sales was just not as exciting to me as being able to be in all parts of the business. Um, while that has caused me to gray, I think a little younger than most, but <laughs> I, I do like problem solving and I, I just, I like, 
um, seeing all parts of the business and not just being just in sales or just in HR or what have you. So as a, as a teenager, did you grow up working in the stores? Yeah, I, I worked in, before we had a warehouse, we just had the, the store with the biggest back room be where the shipments were received. And so okay. I worked back there. And then when I could drive, I would drive the van and um, like d- d- for deliveries for the other stores. Or yeah, the other locations. yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and then when I was in college, I failed at making e-commerce websites for us. I think I had like five failed versions of our own website until <laughs> Did you? finally it worked um, right before the pandemic. That oh, was perfect timing. Ti- yeah, the timing was perfect. To, to So so that together. allowed you to be ready to drop or, or curbside deliver and, and things like that? Yeah, all of those pieces were in place. It was really fortunate on the timing. Um, I don't know that I would have been able to do it with those failures though, or without those failures. With, I exactly, mean. and which was awesome. Yeah. And that's a good lesson for anyone listening. Oh, totally, totally. And well, that, and I, I'm just glad that I had a, a partner or a dad who was willing to not see me fail two or three times and be like, that's it, you're done, you're not learning anything. Like, he, he was willing to let me, he trusted me. He trusted me when that's I said, cool. I promise it'll be better this time. Really? Good for so. him and good for you. So you're, So the website is completely your engineering? I mean, it's built on Shopify now, okay. but I mean, but there's still so much to the user experience mm-hmm. side, the the marketing of it. Right. There's still so much that we're doing to it, need to do and are doing to improve it and to to have it be a bigger part of our business. But um, yeah, I, I guess I just um, I'd like to dabble in code and that sort of thing. So one of the mistakes I made um, was trying to use a, a platform called Magento, and I'm not knocking Magento. It's it's a great platform, but it's like owning a house versus being a renter. Okay. So you have to own its security, own its server, own like, or and by own just meaning that mm-hmm. you're responsible for all of that. And but it, it gave me the freedom that I wanted to be able to kind of right, tweak the code it. here and there. But that was it was way too much. It not not what we needed. I didn't have the development team behind me to do that sort of thing. And so, and Shopify wasn't where. It was um, a little maybe too basic for yeah too for basic at the time, but Shopify's come a long way. Um, so we found a good point of sale that could talk with Shopify, and now that's just yeah that's, saved so many labor hours in the automation and and just prepared you for surviving and thriving during COVID. Right, right. I mean, puzzles I bet were hard to get, and I bet your sales were really good because you guys carry so many. Yeah. So uh, the toy industry, for the most part, benefited from the pandemic, which I say with extreme guilt for those who who were Mm -hmm. negatively affected. Um, Then because of those relationships that we have built over the years, we were taken care of by the puzzle companies. I I felt really bad for my other toy store owning friends who were getting maybe 10 percent fulfillment on their orders. But we were we were getting pallets and pallets constantly. Well, you know, and I appreciate the compassion saying that you feel bad, but you provided such a great uplifting resource. You know, families were home together, stuck together. Um, it gave them opportunities to engage. And so the services and the products that you provide were really probably very helpful to so many. So it's great that you were ready and prepared and able to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we couldn't have done it without our partners and couldn't have done it without our staff for sticking with us as well. I mean, it was a scary time for everybody. But, oh, it was. I can't yeah. believe it even happened as I think back. Right. It's like a blur. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely incredible. Well, tell us about the toy stores in Kaysville. We love it. Got to attend the open house. David, one of the most touching things that I've ever witnessed was was your reaction at that ribbon cutting. <sighs> I, was, I was just so touched by that. It was so genuine. Um, not to embarrass you, but oh, I, okay. I just, the opportunity to see... A, 
an owner of a very successful business, because this isn't your first location, um, be so emotional at the response was really touching to me. Yeah, um, I didn't expect that. And I, I think it had to do with just the fact we, we hadn't really done ribbon cutting before. We, we've had sort of like grand openings, but it's just kind of, you know, the doors open, people just come in, whatever. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a promotion, that sort of thing. But this was the first time where we really wanted to try to connect with the community as early off um, or as early into the process as we could. And um, I, I was just shocked by the turnout, by the number of people that came and just which confirmed for me why we chose Kaysville because that was the sense we were getting. That was what we were hearing from everyone that this is the type of town that it is or the type of city that it is. And that that's, this is the type of city where we thrive and where we're happiest to be. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm really glad that you chose Kaysville. We were so excited when we heard you guys were coming because you're, you're such a high quality, high end, but not super expensive, affordable, I guess, affordable toy store. And it's just, it's classy. You're Thank classy, you. and we're so excited to have you here. So hopefully your sales are, are, I know over time they'll grow and develop as people know that you're here, but hopefully your stores are busy. When I've been over there, people have been in, in the store with their families, and it's a great place. So Yeah, our, um, our non-mall stores usually take between 18 and 24 months to mature. Um, okay. So whatever sales are starting to look like at the, you know after that many months is what we start to expect okay. from that point. And so we have... It, I'm mentioning those mall stores. Those have been our most recent openings. Um, City Creek, uh, we had one in Fashion Place, just a temporary store, and then the Gateway as well. Um, And even before that, Provo. So we've just had a run of um, mall locations. And while I I love a certain value that we can get from, from those stores, I believe our heart and soul is in our community neighborhood stores. Um, those that. stores, they mature a lot more quickly, but we, we don't convert as many people to our loyalty program. It's a lot more tourists, um, which is great for exposing the brand. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I don't want to say that, you know, one customer is a favorite and another one isn't. <laughs> right. um, but there's just something about the community be- becoming a neighborhood toy store that we love, we love to do. I, I love that too, because that's kind of the connection that it seems like as a country we're sort of missing. You know, that just that, that local, the local feel, the local feeling of belonging to something. And it's neat to be able to go to a store and see your neighbors there and run into people that you know. So it's a community experience as well as just a great shopping experience. And totally. when I've been over to your store in Caseville, I've, I've always run into somebody that I know over there. And it's, it's fun. Right. It's fun. Well, I'm sure you know a lot of people too. Shops, <laughs> I, I don't know. I know some people, but <laughs> <laughs> there, there are great people over there. Um, tell us a little bit about, I guess you've told us a little bit about your background, um, the reason that you're part of the business now. So are you 100% full-time with, with the toy store? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it, it is my full-time day job. You um, kind of said it kind of, re- it kind of pulled you back in. So I was just wondering if. You know, there was a time when maybe you're doing something else and decided, no, this is really what I love. Oh, no. Um, yeah, uh, th- th- this is, yeah, 100% my full-time day job. Um, I-, I like being the toy store dad now for my own kids. That's great. I like uh, bringing them with me to work sometimes to come. Yeah, you brought your little to, yeah. your little one to the to the ground, the ribbon cutting. That was neat. Yeah, yeah, and and put I love putting them to work too. You know, just showing them like, hey, like, doesn't matter if if dad's the boss or not. Like, I'll I like to break down boxes in the back or sweep or you know just do oh, whatever I can when I can visit the stores, which is not as often as it 
should be. I, I really want to be in the stores more often, but it, yeah. Well, you've got great people, great employees. We do. I have to say, especially in Caseville, they're so friendly. Friendly, helpful, nice. You just have a great team. Yeah, we have found a, a fantastic talent pool here. It has been great. Um, yeah, fantastic employees um, who already, yeah, are passionate about the product. And that that's the part that excites me is to see staff that are excited about the product as we are. David, will you tell us about your upcoming promotions? Yeah, so we have our Toy Club Day coming up. It is our bigger than Black Friday sale, like our biggest sale of the year for Toy Club members. Um, to join Toy Club, you could either join through our website by creating an account or just come in store. They'll they'll get you set up and an account created there. Is that um, in November or? So that's coming up on September 15th and 16th. Oh, good. Before the holiday. Yeah. Push. Okay. So I, we just, Black Friday, there's so much noise, so many advertising dollars um, happening and it's just. I don't know, hard to to be noticed. And so okay. we just like taking a weekend of our own. This is ours. It's Toy Club Day. It's the Red Balloons. I love that. Okay. Yeah. And then I guess even leading up to that, not necessarily a promotion, but one thing we're excited to do is we have a 40,000-piece Disney Memories puzzle by Ravensburger. And we're just inviting everyone in Kaysville, if, if you have some free time, come help us put it together. Oh, um, really? Inside the store? Inside the store, okay. yes. And then we plan on hanging it inside the store once it is complete. That'll be awesome. I have no idea how long it will take to complete. At least it comes separated in bags so that it's not really like trying to pick one, you know, one piece and find which of the 39,000 other pieces it needs to match with. But So, so are they kind of in a grid? So, yeah. So you can open a bag for one area? Okay. Exactly. Okay. But anyone who loves puzzling, wants to help us put it together, they're welcome to come. That is fantastic. One thing my little granddaughter, who's almost two, loved about your store is that you have toys that, that kids can play with. And that's fun. So the puzzle is there also to put together. So we'll have to go back and do that. Totally. I'm actually really excited now that you bring that up too. That's something that kind of got lost with the pandemic too. Just, you know, too many hands touching something. Mm But we're really, yeah, we've been bringing a lot more of that in. Just stuff that we're going to be pulling out. New new toys every, about every other week or so. Just for people to try and before they buy. Oh, good. Okay. We'll have to go back then. Thank you. Yeah. We're just really happy you're here, David. So thank you for opening your store, your eighth store here in Kaysville. Totally. Thank you for having us. We look forward to to continually supporting you. Great. To all my podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests. And most importantly, subscribe. Thank you.